Where's a good station? Glory. Glory. Amen. Guardians of Grace. What's wrong? Welcome to the Guardians of Grace podcast. Relax. You have found the right place. We're here to serve. Join us. Holding to pure grace. Again, relax. Join in with us. Listen on. Be blessed. Fenders of Grace. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Guardians of Grace podcast. My name is Bill, and I'm here with longtime friend and fellow Guardian Grace Guard Dog Steve. Hello, everybody. I'm here, and I'm glad that you're here. It's not worth doing without you guys. It's not. And we also wholeheartedly invite the Spirit in. Amen, Spirit. Without the Spirit, this makes no sense. That's right, Father. And anoint us with the Spirit of wisdom and revelation, too. Anoint the podcast. And speaking of the Spirit... Yes. This Sunday is Pentecost. Pentecost, the day of Pentecost. And I believe there should be a special edition Pentecost podcast. Yeah, you want to go for it? I think so. Okay. Love the subject. Yeah, awesome. We wouldn't be here if there wasn't a day of Pentecost. No, very important day. You'd be hearing from Bill and Steve. Yes. The spirit. That would be a disaster. No. I wanted to talk to you about something, Steve. Okay. Maybe off air, but I didn't get a chance to okay okay i listened to the podcast the last one not because i'm a narcissist but you know i just like to see how it sounds right i noticed something that i kind of felt a little bad about you were making the point that we serve the people around us The, the new and living way we serve is serving the people around us not actually burning incense and doing things to please God. By God's power, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm about to say. <laughs> it came across as every time I, you said, we serve the people around us, I made sure I butted in and said, by his spirit and by his power. And, and then when I would say it, you would say it. So it seemed like we just did not want to make harmony anywhere. But the truth is, we're in perfect harmony on that. I don't know why it came across that way. So is, is there anything you want to correct that you feel didn't get it? Just a bondservant of the Lord is a bondservant that serves the people around him, not you servicing God who's up on the third heaven on his throne we're serving the people around him we're god's ambassadors we're god's servants we're god's ministers we're god's apostles if you want to use the definition of apostle we're sent with a message and it's all about the people around us now it's not about 
serving a God who's in a tabernacle because he's not there anymore. And we do that, like you said, only by the Spirit's power. So I think we made those two points last time. I think we did a good job. I I do too. I just wanted to make sure that the thought of serving people around you didn't get lost in my insistence on making sure we knew that it was by the Spirit's power. Yes, but I think both points came out. We serve the people around us by God's power. That's why Jesus says, I did not come here to be served, but to serve. He's serving through Bill, and he's serving through Steve, and he's serving the people around us. I think I think we got it clear. Good. I hope so. Yeah. But that's what we... In, important part because if you think you're serving God then you think you're disappointing God and if you think you're disappointing the people around you you can be you know you're on target you, you if you disappointed them you disappointed them and that's what you work on you owe them an apology absolutely it, it's not God that you owe the apology to it's the people around them it's not so to speak, God you're trying to please, as in in the third heaven, you're trying to please him up there. It's the people around you that you're trying to please. When it says don't grieve the Holy Spirit, it's actually saying don't grieve the Holy Spirit that's in the person you're fellowshipping with. Yes. Don't, don't quench that spirit. Edify the spirit of the person that you're fellowshipping with and it's the don't grieve the holy spirit is couched right in the warning about legalism too it is and living by grace right right outside of grace grieves the spirit grieves the spirit yes it is and there was a group of people that jesus was frustrated with yes and all his warnings were on this group of people and this group of people by Mere appearances seem to be doing everything right. They seem to be, these are the kind of people that you, you would want Shining to be examples. Shining yeah. examples. They had their act together. Totally they, together and totally dedicated. Se- the name Pharisee actually means separated ones. And we don't know if that was a nickname they gave themselves or it was the way people thought of them. But they separated themselves from everyone in an effort to please God, just the way they kept the law as a means to what they called serving God. Yes, being pleasing to God. And Jesus had some issues with these people. Um, There's a couple warnings, and maybe we can go over those, and we can see the errors that they make that's based in the philosophy they have, and then we can see how Jesus is actually warning us about that kind of teaching. And this teaching may appear familiar to you because I've been a part of that teaching. It's in It's been in my mindset before. It's but a large part of the commercial Christianity that we experience now. It's a form of Phariseeism. Yes. It's, it's of the same philosophy. Yes. Separate from sinners and totally dedicated to pleasing God by keeping the commandments legalism is basically what their philosophy was 
But in John 5.37, you're familiar with the verse, Jesus says, and he's talking to this group of people called the Pharisees, it says, the Father who sent me has himself testified about me. You have not heard his voice at any time, and you haven't seen his form. Verse 38, you don't have his word living in you because you don't believe in the one he sent. Verse 39, you pour over the scriptures. I like that. Mm, yeah, because they did. They memorized they, them. They didn't. I think to be a Pharisee by the age of 12, you had to have the first five, five books, books memorized, by memory. And that's not a small task. And not just memorize them. You had to be able to explain them. Yes. And, yes. So they did pour over the scriptures. Yeah. But this is what they thought, Steve. You pour over the scriptures because you think you have eternal life in them. Yet they testify about me and you are not willing to come to me so that you may have life. They poured over the scriptures. They memorized the law. They kept the law. The law... The Ten Commandments was top priority to the the Pharisees. They literally wore phylacteries on their head, which was a little pouch that held the Ten Commandments on their foreheads. They walked around all day with a phylactery on their foreheads. These people were so intense about keeping the law and separating themselves from sinners, which is the complete opposite of what we we talked about last podcast as serving God, meaning serving people around you. Amen. They were separated from people around them, and they were totally into their Bibles, for lack yes. of a better word. They searched their Bibles. They studied their Bibles because they thought in them they could apply the principles and have a kingdom age quality of life. Right. But Jesus says everything that you've memorized points to me, but you refuse to come to me to have life. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. That's what those scriptures were saying, and the Pharisees missed it because every time when Moses is read, the veil remains over their eyes. And so what did the law say? We know the Ten Commandments But two times when the law is given, uh, let me read one in Exodus 6, and then you can tell me what the problem might be. Okay. So I'm going to read Exodus 6, or 20, verse 6. This is the first time the Ten Commandments are coming out. Okay. Verse 6 says, In showing mercy, speaking about God, who shows mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. So he shows mercy to people that love me, speaking of God, and keep my commandments. That love God and keep his commandments. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I'll show you mercy if you do everything right. It's an oxymoron. It is. Yeah. And I'll love you if you love me. Right. If you love me, I'll love you. So who's the initiator? of God's love would, would under that you? formula yeah under the, the, the yeah, old covenant the old covenant he's expecting us to be the initiator 
to muster up the love to love him and then he'll start loving us if we love him first mm-hmm. and we keep his commandments right then okay I'll love you right that'd be quite the marriage to be in wouldn't it <laughs> oh joy and here again in Deuteronomy 6 4 says pretty much the same thing and you'll recognize this we sing the song Deuteronomy 6 4 hear O Israel the Lord our God is one and you shall love the Lord thy God with all your heart with all your soul with all your might or strength you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart all your mind all your strength and in the Gospels Jesus said all the other commandments rest on those commandments right there yes those two commandments the love the Lord your God with all your heart mind and strength and the love your neighbor as yourself is found in Leviticus and it's a little longer so we won't read it but it's basically saying to love your neighbor as yourself don't cheat them do them harm or anything like that so Jesus says these two commandments the whole law is hinges on them or is supported by these two commandments. Maybe I should just read it. Even better. Yeah, you want me to? Yeah, that would be better. Okay. Okay. Let's see. I'll read in Matthew 22, starting in about verse 33. And when the multitudes heard this, they were astonished at his teaching. But when the Pharisees heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they gathered themselves together, and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question. Now, you got to realize the Pharisees were the most legalistic people on the planet, and the lawyer is the most legalistic of the Pharisees. So this guy knows the law. He he's a legalist. The legalist. Obviously, he's not asking because he wants to learn something. No. The the super legalist said, "Which is the great commandment in the law?" And Jesus answered him, "You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind." This is the great and foremost commandment. The second Wait a minute. is like it. Can I stop you a second? Mm-hmm. So the first is the, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and strength. Yes. Now that was music to the ears of a Pharisee. That, that would, yeah, because he, like, he could yes. browbeat everybody. That's what we do. That's what we're about. Right. Okay. It says... The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend the whole law and the prophets. Wow. Now, they loved the first answer. Yes. They didn't like the second command, and they only asked for one. They yes. asked for the greatest command. Jesus threw in the other one, love love everybody around you. And he did, knowing that they wouldn't like it. Right. And, and that wasn't why they were asking. Yes. 
And then we want to ask the obvious question, why do all the commandments rest on these two commandments? And I think we can answer that. I think it'll be easy to do. I, I think that we just have to go to maybe two passages, really, to answer it. Maybe like the Romans 5, 5 and 1 John 4. Uh, we should camp out at 1 John 4 because it has a lot of things to say, but that's where we should go first is 1 John 4. We can do Romans 5, 5 right at the appropriate time. Yeah, I think 1 John gives the order and... Romans 5 5 gives the what God did. Yes. But I agree. Let's start in 1 John 4. Okay. I'm going to start in 1 John chapter 4. Let's say verse 8. No, let's, let's say seven. 7. Yeah. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and experiences God. Let's just stop right there for a minute. Just the first word, beloved. Do you realize what that is saying right there? It's saying that love is from God. The, the thing that all the commandments rest on is from God. All the commandments rest on God. He is the source of being able to fulfill all the requirements of the commandments. All the commandments rest on God because God is, is love. love. So when Jesus said the greatest commandment is love God with all your heart and all the commandments hinge on this, he's, he's actually saying all the commandments hinge on God to love through you. That's exactly what he's saying. They depend on God loving in you and through you. Yes, yes. And that's exactly what it said here. I'll, I'll read it again. Beloved, let us love one another for love is from God. Let me read that this way. Beloved, let us love one another for what? All the commandments rest on is from God. And everyone who loves is born of God and experiences God. If you're doing that ultimate commandment, loving, you're experiencing God. In other words, you're loving the Lord your God. You're actually Godding the Lord your God. It's God manifesting himself through you to God and to all the people around him. Your neighbor as yourself. So all of this is initiated by God. Yes. Yeah. It, well, it's going to say that here in just a second. Watch. Watch. Let me get to it. By this, the love of God was manifest in us that God sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him or we might love through him. He sent his son into the world in spiritual form so that we can fulfill that commandment, that we can love 
through his power that is in us, we can fulfill that super commandment. You know who found that out the hard way, the embarrassing way, was Peter. Yes. When Jesus came back to him after he totally failed Jesus and ran away, broke his commitment. Yeah. Denied him three times. Denied him three times. And Jesus asked him three times, do you love me? Do you agape me? He said, do you agape me, Peter? And Peter could never say, knowing what he knew now. I agape you. He could say, you know, I love you. Yeah, you're you're a friendly companion like for you I have. Yes, a, a brotherly love. I've got a phileo love for you. But Peter never could acknowledge that he agaped God. He, he couldn't do it. He, he couldn't make that confession. He could not. But after he found out that Jesus loved him in spite of it. Yes. Of his failures. Yes. He could love God. Yes. And he, the Holy Spirit was put in Peter later. That's when he could agape God. Yes. he. But before that, no. It wasn't based on his commitment. No. No, and that is what it's going to say right here in First John two. Let let me see. Uh, in this love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son for us. Not that we loved God; we didn't love God. But what happens is, God Romans five five us the love of god has been poured Poured out in our hearts through the The holy Holy spirit Spirit. he put the holy spirit in us and filled us with the love the agape love that we could never possess he put it in us did it for us so not that we loved god not that we, we we never did we, we never did, and neither did the Pharisees. And we all got a, an F. We were failures. We didn't love God, but God loved us, and he put his love in us, and now we can love one another by the strength of his love, not our love. Because God is love. Because God is love. Which means his Holy Spirit is love. Which Say that again, Bill. Say that again. If God is love, then his spirit, which he poured out in our hearts, is love. Yes. Therefore, we can love people around us because he first loved us and poured his spirit in us. So we're loving people with the same quality of agape love that comes from him because it did come from him and not from ourselves. Amen. Amen. Listen to what it goes on to say in verse 12. No one has beheld God at any time. We just haven't seen God ever. Never seen God. But if we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected or shown in us and it's by his love showing through us, by this we know that we 
abide in the invisible God and the invisible God abides in us because he has given us his Holy Spirit. He's given us his Holy Spirit and in the form of the Holy Spirit, God loves through us. Not that we've ever seen God, physically seen God, but we can see God in each other. I can see God in Bill when he is producing agape love and Bill, I think, has seen agape love produced through me. We've seen God because we've seen love because God is love. He was poured into our hearts. He is the source of keeping the commandments that all the other commandments rest on. That's what Jesus warned the Pharisees about in our first warning in John 5. He said, you've never seen me. The reason you, let me get it right. The Father has sent me, has himself testified about me, and you have not heard his voice or seen him at any time. You don't have his word in you because you don't believe the one he sent. You pour over the scriptures because you think in them you have life, but they testify about me. In what passage was that? In John 5, 37, 38. Okay. So he's saying you search the scriptures because you think in them you have life. You think you, by keeping these commandments to love the Lord your God, with all your heart, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself, you'll have life, but you fail to realize that they're pointing to Jesus. They're pointing to the Holy Spirit's love. The author and perfecter of love. But you've not seen it at any time, and you don't recognize it at any time. When you see it, right in front of your face. It's right in front of you, and you don't recognize it. it, But in the law, you were told to know the Lord. Know the Lord. Experience the Lord. Yeah. So I, I But he says now in this new covenant no longer shall a man teach his neighbor to know the Lord, for they all shall know me from the least to the greatest, for I will be merciful to all their iniquities and I will remember their sin no more. So he's saying they both say no, but one is gnosis and one is edo see. to, yeah, to see and exactly. to experience. Exactly. He says you won't have to teach his neighbor to experience the love of God. They'll see, see. the love of God. Right. You won't have to teach them anymore. It will be the Holy Spirit teaching them because he'll be loving through them. And people will see the Holy Spirit in action, loving your neighbor as yourself, loving other people, even loving people that are pretty much unlikable yes we'll we'll be doing the spirit's power and you but you won't have to teach someone that like hey you need to know the lord it'll be his love just coming through you automatically you need to love god with all your heart mind and strength but see no one could do that that's why it's dawning on me that's why he said beware of the leaven of the pharisees yes he did And, and let's see where was that i think it was is it in Matthew 10? Yeah, I, I believe you're right. I believe it's Matthew 10. It's actually 10, 6, where Jesus said, the strongest warning he gives in his whole teaching, he says, beware, be on guard, watch out, stare at closely, is what it means. Be on guard against the leaven of the Pharisees. That's what guardians does. That's what we do. We're guardians. We are on guard. 
And it's funny, they're just like us because they were like, we forgot bread, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, no, I was speaking about the leaven of the Pharisees, the teachings of the Pharisees, the philosophy of the Pharisees. Because the thing with leaven, it only takes a little bit and it works throughout your whole philosophy. Mm-hmm. And if you have just a little bit of, if I love God, the order wrong, if you have a little bit of the order wrong, that you initiate God's love by loving him and loving people around you. If you get and, that philosophy. Right. Then he'll love was, you. If you love him first with all your heart, then he'll love you and do great things for you. That was the leaven of the Pharisees and it was because their order was wrong because God loved us in spite of us before us before we loved him he loved us and he put his love in us yeah didn't you just read that in Romans 5 5 and also 1 John 4 that not that we loved God but that he loved us and that we love him because he first loved us. Our love is not the initiation for God to love us. Right. Our love is, if anything, it's a response to the love of God. All it is is a natural response. But the Pharisees thought it was the initiation to love him first. And I can't say this loud enough. The, the severest rebuke Jesus gave anyone was not the tax collector. And these were horrible people. These were like the mafia. It wasn't the prostitutes. It wasn't the bars. He said, beware, keep on guard, watch out for the teachings and philosophies of the Pharisees who get this order backwards that you love God and he responds to your love. And that is the whole emphasis on why Jesus came. He came to... to fulfill everything we could not do ourselves. All the commandments rest on these two commandments. You'll love the God with all your heart. And then you find out that God is love, that all the commandments rest on God in his performance. And it's by his Holy Spirit that he loves through us. Then the passage in Romans 8, 4 makes perfect sense. All the righteous requirements of the law will be fully met by us who do not walk according to human effort, but walk according to the Spirit's power, who do not love by human effort, but love by the Spirit's power. It's God who can fulfill all the requirements of the law through us. He can do for us what we can't do for ourselves. Amen. What you're just saying is, if all the law hangs on those two commandments, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself, and we've demonstrated pretty clear that that's going to be done by the Holy Spirit, then, like if I was to say, hey, Steve, love your wife, and you do, do I have to say don't murder her? No. Why would I have to say that? Yeah, you you don't have to give me any commandment saying don't do something bad to her. her. Don't disrespect her or anything. You don't have to tell me that. Because you love her. Yes. And you're loving her not with the 
phileo love, you're no. actually agape with the agape. Might not even have to tell someone not to murder someone if it's the phileo love. Right. Um, but there is a difference between divine love and human love. Peter found that out. Yes. Yes. There is a difference, and you want to use the divine love to love people with. You want to use the Spirit's love. Um, let's face it. The phileo love, the friendly love, pretty much depends on what they can do for you as well. Yes. I like this guy because he helps me out. Yes. But agape love, the cool thing about it is it doesn't depend on what the person can do for you or against you. No, because it's limitless. It's limitless. Because it's God's love. Humanly speaking, we'll run out real fast. If you're not replenishing us with some love, you've heard the phrase, I don't feel the love. Not feeling you're not, it. You're not feeling it. If you're not feeling it, you're going to be depleted of it. I think, for me, the biggest help in loving people with the agape love is knowing the truth that God loves me with all of his heart, mind, and strength. Yes. When I realize that God loves me perfectly, no matter what I do, what I say, nothing changes. He loves because he is love. That takes the... It, it's an unconditional love. Yes. Right? When I know I'm loved unconditionally, I stop demanding people love me unconditionally. It, it doesn't, I'm getting that need met by the Holy Spirit. That's what he says in one of Paul's prayers, that he would strengthen us with power in our inner man, that Christ would dwell in our hearts through faith, and mm -hmm. that we being rooted and established in, in love. love would have power to grasp yeah. how high and wide and long and deep is the love of God. God. So you, you're strengthened to grasp this, to get... get because, get what, because of what it goes on to say. Finish the rest of the verse. How high and wide and long and deep is the love of Christ. Yeah. And to know this love that surpasses human knowledge. knowledge. We humanly can't comprehend how awesome the love of God is. It takes the Spirit for us to comprehend how awesome the love of God is. And when you've, I can give testimony, when you've spiritually comprehended how awesome the love of God is, it changes you. That's a big dose of reality. That's what you just said. It when is. I realized how much God loved me, it's actually a little bit of a, a phenomenon that happens. When you really get a glimpse of something that overthrows human intellect and you know how long and wide and high and deep God's love is for you, it changes you. You know what's cool is the next, very next verse or next sentence out of Paul's mouth in his prayer, he, he says that we would know how high and wide and long and deep. Four measurements, right? Yes. <laughs> you know what the next verse says? Now to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask. Yes, yes. So yes. measure out how wide you think God's love is. Right. Measure out how long, how long do I have to endure this person? Right. How how high and wide, long, the measurement, and deep, how far down does it go? 
Okay? And then it's his love is immeasurable. It's just not measurable. It's, it's not just, measurable. Yeah. That's when your mind is blown and you literally physically become a different person who's, hey, I'm telling you, it was life changing for me to actually grasp what I couldn't grasp with my human intellect about God's love. It, it was a game changer for me. Now, I don't even try to love people. I just say, Lord, love them through me, love them for me. You do it, you're the source of love. I, I've seen your love, I've comprehended your love. I could never measure up to that love. And I want to show them that love, an immeasurable love I would like to show them. So I'll just sit here and wait till you show yourself. Because when you show them yourself, Lord, you're showing them that immeasurable love that Steve cannot produce. Nor can I cause you to produce it either for me because I would like a lot of that love to come my way but I can't make anybody out there produce that love yet you are producing that love we've yeah. actually got a testimony to give That's but right. because of the love of God controlling you you have recommended the podcast to many people over the last 90 days and we had over a thousand downloads in the last 90 days and they gave us a badge they gave us a badge for having so many downloads so thank you for telling your friends on twitter and instagram and texting your friends check out this podcast and getting them to the podcast i, I know because uh, for a lot of you, it's a lot of work. It's not easy to get somebody to the podcast. They'll, they'll go, well, I tried, but I couldn't do it. And you end up having to do it for them. But we appreciate the fact that you have been laboring because you love them and you love, love the podcast. Uh, you have been putting out the energy to bring people to this podcast. And that's the only way it works because Bill and I can podcast till we're blue in the face but we can't make people want to listen to us we can't even give good instructions on how to get yeah. on podbean right right but somehow you guys are yeah you're doing it so give yourselves a big pat on the back man and know that we love you because of it and another thing if you go to our facebook page or go to our web page guardinggrace.com is there a place where we, they can make comments and we've got to set that up we've got to set it up on facebook i've got to actually get the facebook title it's steve lenart 513 or something like that it is the guardians of grace Facebook page, but you can go to Facebook, put in Guardians of Grace, and there's a bunch of them, but you will find us. So Three we want your comments. We, we want to start going off on your questions. So we want yeah. you to Facebook your questions to us. Questions or even just suggested 
topics. Maybe. Suggested topics. That'd be good. What do you really want to hear about? If you can do that, we'll produce the podcast on the subject. We love doing that. That's what we're here for. That's That gives us so much pleasure to a new topic. Yes. With that said, thank you guys for the love you are showing us. Hey, we love you guys. We love you. And I'll just close in prayer. And actually, I would love to just pray Paul's prayer that Father God, you would give us and all the guardians of grace out there that you would strengthen us with power in our innermost being, which is your spirit, where your love has been poured out, that you would strengthen us with power in our inner being where Christ dwells in our hearts through faith and that all of us being rooted and established and we pray continue to root us and establish us in your love us being rooted and established in your love would give us power to grasp to comprehend how high and wide and long and deep is your love for us and to know this love, to experience this love that surpasses knowledge, that literally blows our minds. It does. It does. What manner of love is this that we should be called your children? That's our prayer, Father God. Keep revealing how much you love us so that we in, in turn can love even the unlovable, with the same love you have for us, loving our enemies. Thank you, Father God, that love never fails. That's our prayer in Jesus' name. Good night, everyone. We love you. Good night.